welcome to Rock, Pop, and Roll. Uh, episode number 11. How you doing? Thanks for being here. Episode 11. Hey, do you remember Jesse's Girl? Number one in 1981. The song, an iconic power pop song that threw Rick Springfield a guy who was on General Hospital because he was a, music, a musician who was on Lean Times, it threw him back into the music game with Jesse's Girl. He'd been in music. Rick's been he'd been in music since the late nineteen sixties in Australia. He was a, he was a rocker. He was in a band called Zoot when he was a teen, uh, maybe even into his early twenties before he went solo and banged around for almost ten years before he had anything uh, that was substantial. Uh, but he was a career songwriter, a guitar guy who had already waded through the teen idol swamp, and he'd come out okay, mostly. This week on Rock, Pop, and Roll, our show is Power Pop and Rick Springfield. Here's six songs that you'll love if you dig Jesse's Girl. Welcome to the Rock, Pop, and Roll podcast, episode 11. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the playlist of the decade of the 1980s. Live on tape from the middle of Indiana. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. But lately something's changed. It ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl and I want to make her mine. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving him. Just know it, yeah, he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. The uh, great Neil Giraldo, Pat Benatar's husband and guitarist, 
playing guitar on this. And I, and I get it. That, that was a number one song. His only number one uh, for Rick Springfield. And I get it. He's not a legitimate rock and roll guy, right? And I call bull. If you take the music that Rick Springfield has made, especially from 1981, that, until now, he qualifies. He's got a couple of big-time hits, a handful of really good pop rock and power pop stuff, and he's got a career that he revived in the late 90s, and he's still rolling. So the first Rick Springfield story uh, that I have, the first time I saw Rick Springfield, it was 1981, uh, and he was touring... He was still in General Hospital. He was touring with the Working Class Dog album. He had already, uh, by the time he came to where I saw him in uh, early October of 1981, he'd already had a number one hit with Jesse's Girl. He came to the to the Hillsdale County Fair. And my great friend, my great childhood friend, Greg McLogan and I uh, went, I believe we were seventh row on the right side in front of the speakers, uh, and it was it was at a county fair, so you had the track seats, you know how you, the stage is many times on the other side of the uh, horse racing track, and then you uh, there's chairs, folding chairs on the track, and then there's the grandstand behind that, that fills up with thousands. We were on the track, and it was, he did two shows, he did a 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock, we went to the 7 o'clock, and it was a rock show. It was four guys in a band, it was two guitars, bass, and drums. Skinny, blonde-haired guy playing a guitar. I, the guitar strapped up higher than, than it wasn't slung low, is, is what I remember. A, a bass player and then uh, Rick's longtime drummer, Jack White. Uh, and uh, it, it still holds. That show in 1981, I believe, still holds the attendance record at the, at the Hillsdale County Fair. And they probably had, for those two shows, combined 6,000. So it's 3,000 for each each show. It was rock. Uh, it was not goofy, icky teen pop, but it was it was kind of raw. Too good. I mean, it was good, like an hour, 65 minutes. Uh, loved it. Here's a hang-up for many, I think, with Rick Springfield, and me too. He sometimes tries too hard, heavy-handed, a bit cliche with his lyrics and some of his music when he's not got that sugary rocking thing happening. doesn't work as well. There's stuff he's put out in his heyday from 81 to 86 or so and in some of his more recent albums that I just don't listen to. It's sincere, but it does it just doesn't hit that pocket for me. It's trying too hard. But then there's the Rick Springfield that is a star because of the Working Class Dog record. And that record is a wholly underappreciated power pop album. It's a it's really in that genre one of the best. It was a genre that was part of rock and roll and radio rock power of pop was in the late 70s through about 1983 or so. Uh, the album had Jesse's Girl, I've Done Everything For You, and a bucket full of non-hit guitar rock and pop songs. It was as good as it got. At that time, if you liked The Cars or Rock Pile or Cheap Trick, The Greg Ken Band, The Knack, Romantics... More niche artists like Phil Seymour and Dwight Twilley. It had harmonies, guitars, big drums, some 80s keyboards, and songs about love, girls, and heartache. So today on Rock, Pop, and Roll, we're going to turn you on to six of Rick's songs that we think you will like that span his entire career. Not hits, not counting anything that's been on the radio. Surprise you with some stuff, except there's one minor hit. So we broke our rule one time. Uh, but if you turn it up, 
When the guitar power chord solo comes up in the middle of Jesse's Girl like we just heard, here's six songs that you're, I think, going to love. Number one is from 2012's Songs for the End of the World album. is one of his two best recent records. Guitar chords, the big, big old guitar power chords at the beginning. It drives you to the na-na-na-na-na chorus. I always love that. Stupid and fun. Lyrics like, I want to drink from the loving cup, but I mm, it up. <laughs> golden. Those lyrics are golden. You like Jesse's girl? Turn this one up. This is called Love Screws Me Up. It's no big deal. Not worth the trouble. This is the last time I walk out of the rubble. I watch my heart in your delicate hands slammed against my kitchen wall. It burst like a bubble. And it made me wish love slept with the fish. Or at least had a lame brain stunt body double In the mirror, I see the living, breathing proof Yeah, I think it's time that I, that I face the truth Love screws me up Love screws me up Number nine, I guess I must have missed it. Jesus, tell me, is that what got me so twisted? All the hippies, magazines, and TV keep selling true love. That just rocks, right? Love screws me up. Number two, uh, Rick Springfield, six songs. If you dig Jesse's Girl that you're going to love, this is from 2016's Rocket Science album. So this is just a few years ago. It's a straight-up rocker. He's not trying too hard. We love that. Just trying to light the party up, man. Some Nashville rock and roll guitar. Uh, and Springfield, is he's a lyricist. Kind of like Brian Adams is a lyricist, right? The words are generally there to rhyme. <laughs> but, the, but you pair them uh, with what both artists do best, which is throw out some guitar rock and roll, then you got something. This is called Light This Party Up. Give. No time for tea. 
just get you going. That was about the time he was doing the movie with Meryl Streep, Ricky and the Flash. So that's off of Rocket Science. Uh, and if you look in the show notes uh, with this podcast, uh, we put a Spotify playlist together and all the songs that we play, uh, you can hear in their entirety. And there's a couple of surprises on there. So uh, uh, check that out after you listen to the podcast. Uh, turning you on to six songs you'll dig if you like Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl that are from Rick Springfield's catalog. This one was from his comeback record in 1999, an album called Karma. He'd been away for about 10 years. And you can hear in this song, you can hear the echoes of his uh, pop, uh, pop rock uh, sensibilities. More acoustics. It's a little too mechanical for me, uh, but as the start of his mid-1990s uh, return... It's got the hooks, if not the crunch, it was the uh, board he dove off of into those comeback waters. And uh, good tune to listen to. Best song on the on this album. Good lines in there about his dad who passed away before Rick hit it big. He's talking. He's sang. He has sang about his dad before. Some songs he's written about him. Uh, you can tell he still misses his dad. Uh, Forty years later, and this is from that comeback record. It's called uh, "It's Always Something." Kid, the teachers and the priests said, Why you let him run around like that? My father said, If the boy wants to play the guitar, I still let him. Through the hard years, he was my rock when I just could not win. So it goes, you know, my father died just before my leaky ship came. This is the Rock Pop and Roll Podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. Thanks for listening to us. In the middle of my life and I, I take my cards and I check them twice. I've got a killer hand. I'm ready to stake my claim. The cops with the game. It's always something. It's uh, six songs that you'll dig if you like Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl. It's always something there. Uh, the Rock Pop and Roll Podcast rolls on with song number four. This is from a 1984. It's actually a re-release uh, of an album. Uh, he recorded this thing at Sound City Studios originally before he was famous in America. And then in 1984, he, so he recorded it like late 1970s. And then in 84, it was re-released. Uh, the song we're going to hear is is called Bruce. And it's about a fan's confusion with him being Springsteen. So ignore the electronic drums. The music was re-recorded without Springfield uh, with some poor mid-1980s sound choices. But he did write the lyrics, and when when he sings the line, 
about the girl in the heat of passion calling out his name and it wasn't mine. She called me Bruce or another line a fan saying to him, I thought Born to Run was one of your best. It's almost a parody song, but in a great way. In the song, his mom, his song mom, even calls him Bruce. It was the minor hit. So this one went up to number 27 on the pop charts at the end of his radio run just after uh, his Hard to Hold movie. You remember that? Hard to Hold movie came out. He'd have three more songs that hit the top 30. This was Bruce. Her name was Shelly. I introduced myself. She just smiled and said, All right. Well, we got talking and drinking wine. And she said she liked my music. Thought it was fine. She said, Let's make love. Your place of mine. And in the middle of the passion, I was on the borderline when she Remember that story I told about 1981 seeing uh, Rick Springfield at the Hillsdale County Fair? I swear he did this song. <laughs> Bruce uh, from 1984. That is song number four of our uh, run of six songs of Rick Springfield uh, tunes that you'll like if you if you really like to turn it up when Jesse's Girl comes on. Now I've seen I've seen Rick a half a dozen times. Uh, that first time in 1983, then on the, uh, he had an album called Living in Oz, saw him at Wings Stadium in Kalamazoo. 1985 at Pine Knob, the outdoor theater north of Detroit. Uh, a comeback tour show in 99. I saw him at a bar in Fort Wayne called Pierre's. Uh, and then at the Indiana State Fair. You remember that one? 2010. That was a good show. Uh, and also in the show notes, I've got a link to a story I wrote at the time for Nouveau uh, Magazine. Uh, reviewing that show so you can you can check that out uh, he, he plays crunchy hits I, I like it song number five speaking of crunchy guitar hits from success hasn't spoiled me yet uh, the album that was the follow-up to working class dog in 1982 this is a song that was a rewrite of a late era non-randy bachman bachman turner overdrive so bto existed without randy for a while a song called uh, jamaica originally this is rewritten given a different title uh, by Rick Springfield. It was written by Jim Valance, who's Brian Adams' songwriting partner for Brian Adams when he was big with Cuts Like a Knife, Reckless, the album, that era. Jim was writing with Brian a lot. 
And this song's got big guitar chords to kick it off, and it's not a hit. It's just a song on an album. It was recorded at Sound City, where uh, Rick did a lot of his recording. Keith Olsen produced it. He produced some of Working Class Dog, but he had his hands all over uh, the Success Hasn't Spoiled Me Yet album. He was doing Sammy Hagar's album at the time. Keith was producing that back when Sammy was having hits with a song like Your Love Is Driving Me Crazy, That Sound. It's the same sound that uh, that Rick had on this album. Early 80s rock radio sounds, background vocals that were turned up in the mix. Got glistening keyboards, some of the edges smoothed off, choruses big and loud. That was that was the sound of Keith Olsen. Uh, this was a song that Rick opened his shows with during the tour in 1982 for that album, Christina. You can hear, uh, I can hear Brian Adams singing that song. Can you hear Brian? Uh, before before the COVID hit, yeah, Rick was still doing that song in concert. Song number five of the six Rick Springfield songs. I think you like if you like Jesse's Girl. We're up to the last one, song number six. It was uh, from that uh, 2012 songs for the end of the world album again he's best when the when the big guitars dominate in a poppy rocky throwback to fm radio hits kind of way Uh, rick has been honest about his his descent into depression and how he has struggled with that he wrote a book about it not exactly what this song is about but he's not being too friendly to himself uh in the song either but if you think about it he wasn't really on jesse's girl so just turn it up, set the melancholy to the side, listen to I Hate Myself. My so-called friends all quit without a kiss goodbye. Everybody thinks I'm a creep, but so do I. Go ahead. 
There's the six songs that uh, I think you like if you uh, if you like Jesse's Girl. And again, we've got those songs on the uh, show notes in our Spotify playlist in their entirety. So go there and turn it up loud. And uh, there are a couple surprises in there too that you might like. And that's almost the show. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Ah, but don't go away yet. We got one last fact coming up. Hey, subscribe to Rock Pop and Roll on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at 80s Rock Pop Roll. 80s Rock Pop Roll is the Twitter address. Email us at rockpoprollpodcast at gmail.com. And you can share the podcast. Of course you can with your friends who dig 80s pop and rock and roll and we would love you for it and now let's end with one last fact on uh, the rock pop and roll podcast it's about the song I've done everything for you the song first appeared on Sammy Hagar's 1978 concert album called All Night Long it was before it was a top 10 hit for Rick Springfield. It was the song that came after Jesse's Girl. Springfield wasn't the first person to have I've Done Everything For You pitched to him, though. Keith Olsen, the producer of the first two Springfield albums, brought it to Rick Springfield after first trying to get Pat Benatar to do the track. Sammy Hagar says Benatar made a demo of the, of the song I've Done Everything For You, and he said it was killing but they decided instead to write their own song for the album. And then that song was Heartbreaker uh, from 1979. That would be a, a hit for Pat Benatar. And so that is how Rick Springfield got this song. So we're going to leave you with a taste of what the Sammy Hagar original studio version sounded like from 1978. Hey, thanks for listening to Rock, Pop, and Roll, episode number 11. We will see you next time. I'm Rob. Be good to each other. Wait a minute. When I first met you, you didn't know how to cook a man. It turned out there were so many things about making love you didn't understand. It turned out, yeah, but now you know about everything.
This is Rock, Pop, and Roll.